0: Alright, what is going on everybody? Welcome to episode 80 of Posio's Picks. In today's episode, we are breaking down the week 7 college football slate. To help me out today, I have Parker joining us. Parker, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you, Posio's Picks. Appreciate it, my boy Theo. I'm excited for a, uh, a good week 7 slate of college football, so...
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we're just going to get right into it here. Uh, we recorded this episode once already. We had some technical difficulties, so we're not going to waste any time here. A lot of good games on this slate, some good conference matchups, a lot of ranked matchups as well. So without further ado, let's just dive right into it. First game on the slate a Big Ten matchup, a top 10 Big Ten matchup. Penn State is going to the big house to take on Michigan. Michigan are seven point favorites at home in this one the Wolverines coming back home after two big wins on the road nothing too crazy in those games Michigan didn't look unbeatable but they definitely took care of business Penn State somehow is now five and 0 they've climbed all the way to the top 10 in the ranking which is a bit of a surprise in my opinion Parker what do you think
1: no, I, I totally agree. I wasn't expecting uh, Penn State to be this good so far this year. Um, you know, considering that week one win, that fluke win against Purdue, I wasn't expecting them to come into this game undefeated against Michigan at the Big House. But here we are today. So, yeah, you know, like, like you said, you know, Michigan hasn't looked too great on the road against two subpar teams. I mean, Iowa, you know, gave them a run for their money for the first half. Same with Indiana. So, a little shaky there, but. Again, you're coming home. It's a maze out. You got big new kickoff for the third time in the row. Yeah. Um. You know, in Ann Arbor, and and look, if you really look at the last couple of games that Penn State's played in the big house uh, with James Franklin as head coach, it really hasn't been close. Any every single time they played there, it's been a complete blowout. So judging off judging off of history and judging that Sean Clifford can't really throw a football right now, um, and considering Blake Corum was one of the best running backs in football in college football. I just don't really see Penn state hanging around. Um, I think Michigan kind of blows them out again, you know, by double digits at least. So I'm going to take Michigan minus seven here at the big house.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I mean, going into this game, Michigan has looked solid. They've played some decent competition in the big 10, some good defenses, and they've gotten through it. Penn state on the other hand, not so much. They haven't really played anyone at all this season. Um, I'm not saying this team is bad, but I'm not sure that they're going to be ready to handle the Wolverines. I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to take them six and a half. I'm being a little more cautious. I've been taking a lot of whole number spreads so uh, and getting a lot of pushes, unfortunately, which should be wins. So I'm going to take Michigan. I'll buy the half point. Give me Michigan minus six and a half. I just think they're the better team straight up in this one. And with that home field advantage at the big house, the maze out, like you said, I think they should easily be able to take care of business by at least a touchdown. So, a good game there in Ann Arbor. Moving on to what is really the best game of the day in terms of ranking teams, in my opinion. Alabama, they are going to Tennessee. Alabama are seven-point favorites on the road in this one, and the total in this one is set at 65 and a half. Alabama coming off of barely winning at home against a and Tennessee is coming off of a dominating performance on the road at LSU. I really, really like this Tennessee team a lot. They can score on anybody. I think they should be able to put up points in this game. Parker, I mean, looking at the history of this matchup, Tennessee hasn't beaten Alabama since 2006. Do you think this is the year that Tennessee can finally do it?
1: Yeah, I really do. I think this is the year Tennessee finally bites the bug and they get Alabama back um since 2006 which is crazy to really think about and talk about but Mm -hmm. you know i I love head and hooker he's probably one of my top three favorite quarterbacks in college football i think he's probably gonna end up in the heisman trophy ceremony in new york when it's all said and done he's that good of a player Mm -hmm. um and i think another undervalued part of tennessee's game offensively because you know they can they can throw the ball downfield at will is their running backs i mean you look at last week and lsu was a Pretty stout defense up in the interior, especially their D tackles. And they went to the Baton Rouge, and they ran for 250-plus yards with two running backs. I mean, that was pretty impressive to see, especially from my eyes. So I don't see a reason that Tennessee should lose this game. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee plus seven here, um, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I was close to taking money on here. I just don't want to take that. It's too big of a risk, but, but I could totally see Tennessee winning here. Um, and I love their head coach Hupo. He's put a lot, of, a lot of fire in this program. And I just think Alabama, even though everyone's saying that they're gonna lose, you know, they could lose this game. It's the first time in forever, and oh, they don't have the players anymore. The secondary is not good. You never doubt Nick Saban, but I yeah. think this year's a little different considering the last week they had with Texas AM. They just haven't looked that great on defense. And Brace mm-hmm. Young not playing. I don't know. I like Tennessee. I also like the under. I know we disagree on this one, Theo. I think it's going to be a more defensive battle, but I think in the end Tennessee pulls away and they get a couple of late touchdowns. But it's going to be rocking and knee one man, and I man. just I can't see Alabama overcoming that stadium man.
0: Yeah, that that I mean that looks like one of the sweetest environments in college football. Right on the water, huge stadium. I mean. This game is kind of scary to bet, in my opinion, because everything in a, ga- like a standard gambler's brain is telling you kind of to take Alabama here. Tennessee has looked really good. Alabama did not look good at all last week. The easy square pick is clearly Tennessee. Anybody can make this pick, but I think I'm going to take the cheese here. I think the Volunteers plus seven and a half at home is a great pick. I mean, Two of the best offenses in the country. If Hendon Hooker can have success, he's gonna have success in the air. But I think a big thing looking at looking at how Tennessee has succeeded is he's had a lot of success on the ground as well. I mean, this offense it just runs at a ridiculous pace. Both of these offenses are averaging over 44 points a game. Like like you said, we disagree on the total, but I love the over in this one as well. I think the pace that Tennessee runs that offense, especially if Alabama is going to get a lead like the spread kind of indicates they are, even though I don't think they will, I think that that pace will always keep us in range of getting that over. So my official play is Tennessee plus 7.5 and, and the over 65.5 at Nealon Should be a really, really awesome game. <clears throat> Next game on the slate A Big 12 matchup here. Oklahoma State is going to TCU to take on the Horned Frogs. TCU are four-point favorites in this one, and the total is set at 68 and a half. Another really good Big 12 game here. We're seeing two of the highest offenses in the country square off, both averaging over 46 points per game. Both of these teams can really, really score the ball. They've been playing. Both these teams have been playing old-school Big 12 football. A lot of offense not a lot of defense. Both of their defenses giving up over 400 yards per game. I think the offenses are clearly the better sides of the ball for both of these squads. This Oklahoma State team even though their defense has been good recently is not what it has been in the past. And TCU has given up points to every single team they've played so far this year. So, my play for this one, over 68 and a half. I just think it's going to be an old school Big 12 shootout right in the afternoon slate to keep us going.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, gonna, to, I agree with that. I think the over is going to hit by, by a mile. You know, I just, I, I can't really see either of these defenses kind of stepping up and making at least some sort of play, you know, on, on, on any drive, really. I think it's going to be a back and forth. Like you said, big 12 just classic shootout. I mean, you got two of the better quarterbacks in, in the big 12 conference. You got Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma state and Max Duggan on TCU and both are, are, I think are more undervalued on the, on the running game too, is what people don't realize. I mean, Max Duggan almost ran for damn near 150 yards um, against Oklahoma two weeks ago. I mean, that's impressive alone at that. So um, I agree with you. I think this over is going to hit by a mile. Um, And then I just can't really see myself going with any points here or money line. I think it's going to be a really, really close game to the end. Um, So just give me the over for this one. I'm comfortable with that.
0: Love it. Consensus over there. Next game on the slate, Parker. I knew this one was a bit of a question mark when I sent you the slate of games I was going to go over today, but I got to get into this one. It's been so money all season. Charlotte, the 49ers, they're going to UAB. UAB are 23.5-point favorites in this one. The total is 63.5. Parker, get ready for this one. I think I'm going to convince you to throw a little cash down on this one. Um, This Charlotte defense easily one of the worst in the country. They're giving up 537 yards per game and over 46 points per game. What I've been doing the past four weeks, Parker, taking whoever's playing Charlotte, hammering their team total over, and it has cashed easily four straight weeks, 4-0, and not even close. I mean, first half winners even. It's just been so easy. The Charlotte offense is not that bad either. They put up close to 400 yards a game. I've got a double play here. We're just going to keep riding this wagon till the wheels fall off. This UAB offense can score a little bit, too. They're averaging 35 points per game. So give me the UAB team total over 43.5 points and the game total over
1: 63.5. Well, I mean, clearly, though, you, you convinced me with those stats, Theo, because, uh, I mean, that's ridiculous. Giving up over 530 yards a game is... Ridiculous, you know, almost as bad as Michigan State defense. Uh, that's how bad that is. But, um, you know what? You convinced me so much. Give me the over in that game, too, six to six, and three and a half. I think that's probably going to hit by a mile, considering what you said. Um, you know, and, and when, you, when you mentioned this game to me, I thought the 49ers thought you meant, oh, the 49ers, you know, San Francisco, oh, they have a stout <laughs> defense. But, you know, NFL and college are a little different, especially when it's Charlotte. So. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, that's a good segue, Parker. We're going to get right into it here. This is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Wisconsin, our seven-and-a-half-point favorites, going to East Lansing to take on the Michigan State Spartans. Homecoming weekend, Parker. Unfortunately, you will not be there, um, but it's it might be fortunate for you, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, really, Theo, really unfortunate. can't be there to see potentially another loss and go uh, two and five on the season, which uh, has been such a remarkable season for Mel Tucker and crew, you know, considering they had uh, quote-unquote Big Ten aspirations this year. Um, yeah. So, I, you know what, I, I'll let you take the four, and then I'll take the back out on this one, because uh, I don't want to get my anger get in the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're making some great picks for this game.
0: Yeah, just Parker, really quick, before we dive deep into it, when is the last time that you and your dad have stayed for an entire Michigan State game?
1: That's actually a great question, Theo. Um, so, before I answer that question, I actually haven't watched one full Michigan State game this year, um, purely because of I was just displeased or we played Akron. So mainly just displeased. <laughs> um, but when me and my dad, oh man, is together, it the bowl game? We weren't together at the bowl game. It was actually the Michigan game last year, so okay. which feels like feels like a century ago. Forever think, ago. So forever. Ago. Right.
0: Um, so, right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get right into it here. Um, obviously an atrocious season for the Spartans. We're now two and four on the year. I thought eight and four was our floor. I, I thought seven and five was the absolute floor, but that's, that was clearly wrong. Um, we've dropped the last four in a row by at least 10 points. Parker, if you could give me really quick, three main things that we have to fix to keep this game close. Cause personally, I think I think we can keep this one close and we can even win this game. But gimme give gimme give three main points that maybe uh the Spartans can touch on and we can maybe get a victory at home here.
1: Yeah, I mean as much as as much as uh as you know, you know, we've looked really really bad so far, but as much as as we've looked so so bad so far this season, I think this is actually a pretty winnable game winnable game for us this uh homecoming weekend. I'd say my three main takeaways from this game and what, what to fix and how we can win is I think the first thing is our offensive line. Um, Wisconsin, you know, for years and years has always been stout on defense, especially with their line backwards in the run game. Um, I think it's crucial to have the O-line step up and make some holes for that run game, which goes into my second point is the running game. I'm not a fan of the, the, the running back com- by committee, um, and I want Elijah Collins as running back one. But I think this game, all those are thrown out the window, and I think it's Jalen Merger time, the former transfer from Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I think he's still got some bad butt with that program, and I think he's going to have a big chip on his shoulder. He's going to have to run with ferocity. He's going to have to be running through guys. And then when he gets in the open space, he's going to have to make some moves, and he's going to have to run at a high speed. Mm-hmm. And I think he might do all that um, against the Wisconsin team that kind of just threw him under the bus. And I think the biggest key, the biggest takeaway – it's actually not really on defense, which hasn't showed up at all. But uh, it's actually the quarterback. Um, you know, I, I've been a big, i was a huge Peyton Thorne guy the last couple of years, and yeah. he's really been underperforming. I don't care if he's been hurt; that's not an excuse. Um, he's been terrible when, when you know whether it's been throwing, overthrowing guys, throwing bad, his back foot, um, not making the correct reads. I, I'm sick and tired of it. I think if he doesn't come out and perform well in the first quarter and a half. I think you got to pull him and you got to put in Noah Kim, who's looked pretty good, even though on garbage time. He slings that motherfucking thing, man, and God is he makes some good reads. So those are the three big takeaways for me, Theo. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. We need a lot of things to go right, obviously, especially after how we've looked the last, I mean, the last month. Um, personally in this game i i just love us to cover seven and a half points here at home i like you said the quarterback spot is a really really big focus for me peyton thorne has not looked good whatsoever i know he hasn't been quote quote unquote 100 percent healthy but i mean he he's got to step up um big game here homecoming a lot of history in this game as well some some really big games um Like I said, the QB QB play is going to be important. The backs have to get more involved as well. Like you said, I mean, the first two weeks they looked great, especially Berger. I thought, wow, I mean, Mel has gone into the portal again, gotten another solid back. I mean, we all knew that he wasn't going to be Kenneth Walker, but um, I, I thought he looked great. And then they have just been silent the last four weeks. This Wisconsin offense is not stellar. I mean, as long as we limit the big plays, big plays have killed us, not just in the air this year, but on the ground as well. We saw it against Minnesota. Ibrahim just ran all over us. We got to limit the big plays. I think we can take away the pass. I mean, Graham Mertz is not very good, and, and they don't have the best receivers. Braylon Allen is obviously a beast. But, I mean, as long as we take away those big plays from him, don't let him get out into space and create some plays, I think we can be okay. Um, give me MSU plus seven and a half all day here. It scares me, obviously, with how the past few weeks have gone. But um, this is really the last chance to do anything remotely relevant. So MSU plus seven and a half at home for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to take that plus seven and a half as well. I think this is probably the most confident I've been in a game since uh, Minnesota, uh, shockingly and rapidly. <laughs> but um, I, I'll take MSU plus seven. I think another thing, too, is that you know the reason why I'm not really I'm not really about the defense is like you said you know it's Graham Murch a bit just he's an awful quarterback. he is so bad. Um, and and I, I think the pass defense will be okay. I think I think, like you said, I think it's the d tackles and getting pressure. um I think MSU has gotten maybe two quarterback pressures in the last four games. if I'm correct, Jacoby women, who's supposedly uh, you know a top the end of the country hasn't produced any quarterback pressure's not even a sack in the last four games. so I think they got to limit uh, Braylon Allen, and I think another big key too that people forget is that they're starting right tackle uh, just out of the transfer portal three week, uh three days ago. So mm-hmm. they're going to be down a, an offensive line, lineman, even though their offensive line sucks anyways. But um, keep an eye on that D. those linebacker to try and penetrate that O line and trying to get uh, pressure on Braylon Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's big. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully we can pull it out. Homecoming, it's gonna, it should be rocking. We'll see, um, but uh, a great Big Ten matchup there. Now getting into the SEC, a good one here. Mississippi State are four-point favorites on the road at Kentucky. I mean, Parker Leach has got the boys rolling right now in Mississippi State. They're five and one. They've scored at least forty points in all their last three games. Kentucky has been without their star quarterback Will Levis, but for the past couple, for the past couple of games. But it looks like he's going to be back. On Saturday, they're going to get him back. This game's tricky. It did open at 7.5 when Levis was questionable. It has now moved down to 4. I just think Kentucky's the better team in this one, especially on defense. They do have to find a way to slow down this air raid attack. But if they can get a takeaway or two, I, I really think they can win this one, even outright at home. But we've got points to work with. As long Levis stays in, as long as he stays in the game, doesn't look too banged up, doesn't re-aggravate anything, I'm gladly gonna take Kentucky home underdog here. Give me Kentucky plus four and a half. Keep an eye on our picket though at Pozio's picks just in case something crazy happens with the injuries um, between now and then. But yep, Kentucky plus four and a half gonna be my play here.
1: I, I like I like that pick, and I'm also gonna go. I'm gonna go Kentucky plus four here. Um, Actually, scratch that. I'm gonna go Kentucky money line. This is actually my hot pick of the day. Um, I'm so confident because you know Kentucky coming off a brutal loss last week and brutal loss two weeks ago. The Ole Miss, you know, is it, a real you know gut wrencher, heartbreaker, and not having Will Evans last week obviously was, was was a big 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 burn for them, a big bust. But him coming back this week kind of alleviates that quarterback position and helps their offense um, get kind of back to where they want to be um coach uh, you know stoops is doing a great job out there as always so it's going to be a a pretty good environment there you know out in lexington and yeah i mean like bleach his offense will always be good wherever he goes and will rogers is the top three quarterback in the sec i mean that guy lights that mother effing thing up man but i just think kentucky's defense they're stingy enough where they can maybe limit that offense to about 20 points and if they get they if they get around that range I can see Kentucky have a pretty good chance of winning this game. And I think that war is gonna happen at home. And I think Kentucky just wins this thing out, right, man. I'm going Kentucky money line, maybe go Wildcats.
0: I like it. I like it. A lot of home dogs on this slate, like we said. I mean, betting a home underdog college football, it's never a bad idea, especially in a in a bounce back spot like Kentucky's in. So Kentucky all day in that one for us. Next game on the slate, a really, really big one. One that uh, Kevin, I know, is paying attention to because for some reason he thinks that Michigan can get in. Anyways, Clemson are three-and-a-half-point favorites going to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. Clemson finally has made it back into that four spot. They finally climbed back into the college football playoff. They're really almost there. I think they just got to get through this one. Clemson is by far the better team, in my opinion, especially with that defense. They've been a bit banged up on that side of the ball these past couple weeks, but they keep getting healthier and healthier, and the more important thing, they keep finding ways to, to win games. If DJU keeps up the play, I mean, he has looked much, much better compared to last year especially. I think Clemson can go down there, and honestly I think they can roll, but I'll gladly take Clemson minus two and a half here. I'm going to buy a point just to be safe. I think they win this game by at least, at least a field goal. So Clemson, Minus two and a half on the road is my play in that one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with you here. Uh, I'm going to go Clemson minus three and a half. I, I, I think, like you said, Clemson, their defense is the top in the ACC and the top five in college football. They got some elite playmakers on that side of the ball. And, and like you said, Theo, they, they've climbed back to the kind of the powerhouse where they used to be a couple of years ago. Um, their offense has been kind starting to roll a little bit more and more as the season goes on and on and on uh dju has been throwing the ball a lot better, more accurately. So, um you know when that happens, and he's throwing the ball well, that opens up for the uh, running back, Will Shively, who's been pretty good so far as a sophomore. So, yeah. and I get this is a night game. It's an it's it's at Tallahassee. There's gonna be a lot of chopping going on, and I, I do like the quarterback for uh, F.S.U. Jordan Travis. He's had a pretty pretty good senior year, but. I just can't see them pulling out the upset. I just don't think they have enough firepower and offense to go against that defense. Um, And I just – I think on on defense personally, I think they're going to get gashed. Um, So just, you know, give me Clemson minus three and a half here. I'm also going to take, however, uh, the under 51 here because I just – you know, even though Clemson might get some points here, I think it might be Clemson 30, Florida State 13, something like that. So I just don't see this game getting over 51 could be more of a defensive battle,
0: but yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, moving on, sticking in the ACC. Um, not as great of a matchup as we've, we've had. A little bit of a rivalry game here, but I I love this game. North Carolina, our seven-point favorites, going to Duke. UNC's offense all year behind Drake May has looked great. They're averaging over 500 yards of offense per game. The defense has been a big issue, obviously, but looking at duke they ha- they've been able to score a little bit but they really haven't played a stellar defense i mean the best team they've played this year is kansas and they lost to them and of course kansas big 12 that defense is nothing to write home about i think this unc is by this unc offense is by far the best offense duke has played this year their defense is not great they're giving up almost 400 yards per game i think as long as unc gets a couple of stops Maybe a takeaway. They cover this this number easy. So give me UNC minus seven on the road here. I'll I'll probably buy the half point and take UNC minus six and a half just to be safe. But I th- I think they win this game by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I this is one of my favorite this, this game games on uh, the slate. I like UNC minus seven and I think they're going to blow Duke out of the water. If I'm being personally honest. Uh, I love Drake Mays. He's been my favorite quarterback of the college football season so far. I mean, just look at his stats. He's been very accurate, over 60% completion, over almost 2,000 yards passing. He's got 21 touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, how can you not like that? That's almost, you know, NCAA football-like numbers you're, you're planning on your Xbox. So mm-hmm. you would see the entire year has had no issues scoring the football, like you said, deal. Their defense has been the biggest issue, which is a big concern against Duke, who has put up some points against some teams. They put up 35 points against North. Nothing to remain really home. Right. But you know, give me, give me UNC and minus seven on this. I think they're gonna blow them out of the water, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also gonna take the over on this. I don't care how big the over is. I think this is gonna be just points galore all across the board. So I'll in the over on this UNC Duke game as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I, I'm going to add the over to my card as well. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about that just well, – we talked about it earlier, but we didn't touch on it now, the chrome helmets are coming out for Carolina. That that Just give me the over. Whenever the chrome helmets are out, give me the over. It's at 68 points. It, it's just got to happen. So, um, a good one there. Moving on to our, our last game on the slate, out west – USC is going to Utah to take on the Utes. Utah are three-point favorites at home in this one. Huge, huge game for Utah at home here against an undefeated USC team. I feel like we've seen this over and over again, Parker. In the Pac-12, teams are good. We saw it last year with Oregon. They're good. They're having a good season. They haven't lost, and then they got to go to Utah, and that's where all their dreams die Utah at home at night is a different beast. Primetime game Saturday night. It's going to be rocking. I, I just think it's really tough not to bet Utah here, Park. What, what do you think about this one?
1: I, I totally agree. I am gonna. I was very close to taking Utah money line. I just I can't take myself to do that. But I'm absolutely taking Utah minus three. I think this is going to be a, a big defensive game, uh, considering what, what it might not look like, considering that, you know, USC has all the firepower in the world, as everyone, you know, knows in the football world, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Dye, and, and offensive-minded coach Lincoln Riley. They've got all the star power possible, but they haven't really played anyone yet so far. They've only had one true road game against Oregon State, and they only won by a touchdown late with like a minute 30 left, and they only put up 24 points. So, again, it's at Utah. You know, it's going to be absolutely rocking. There, Kyle Whittingham, their coach, has been there for – over 15 years he knows exactly how to get his team fired up for a game like this utah's looking out they're, they're coming out and they're looking for revenge and they're pissed off about how their season started this way they have a stellar defense not, not as good as last year obviously but still some wonderful talent out there that's very stingy and they're going to come out there and and they're, they're probably going to give a, a you know a big a big uh you know right hand to the usc offense and i i think personally i love i love utah here i think especially with the fact that that one thing people don't really forget about is that um, speaking of uniforms with UNC, Utah's got some new uniforms that are rocking this weekend, and it's a memorial of, of unfortunate passing of two of the former players from two years mm-hmm. ago that most of the players on the team right now were teammates with two years ago. So it's going to be played with a lot of emotion, and I think that emotion's going to come out with the play calling and the scheme and, and the players in the field, and I think they're all going to play for those two players, you know, um, RIP to them. And I, I, I think they're going to play for them. I think they're going to come out with potentially a win, I think. So, yeah, give me Utah minus three on this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be ready to go. That that defense is going to be hungry. I, I was contemplating the over a little bit. The offenses are much better than the defenses, especially when you look at the USC side of the ball. I could see this game maybe turning into a shootout, but I am nervous about USC. They didn't look great on a true road game, like you said, at Oregon State. They didn't score a lot of points, and this Utah defense, I think, is better than that team. I think the Utah team total might sneak its way in there, too. I think they're going to be ready to get up and down the field, and this USC defense gets gashed a lot. So keep an eye on our picket. I'm not going to add any total yet, but that it it might have to come to that, especially late tomorrow, depending on how the early games go. So Utah at home consensus pick there. That is going to do it for our picks. Parker, did you have anything else? Any other bonus picks or anything like that?
1: No, I mean, again, I think it's a great, it's a great week seven slate. I mean, I love the card that you gave. Um, I I love the picks that we gave so far. Now now the the, other thing is just we get to sit back for, you know, X amount of hours on Saturday tomorrow watching football, and I'm really excited to watch all these games, see what it rambles and folds. And uh, Theo, I thank you for having me. Posio's picks to the moon man, and um, everyone, all, all the listeners out there, make sure to go watch the picket live first touchdown score. It's oh, the yeah. best live out there, man.
0: Oh yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Parker. Thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Um, that's gonna do it for us today. Like I said, we've gone over all the games um before we get out of here though our merch link is down below you guys see i'm rocking the crew neck we've got new merch for the fall and winter crew necks new hoodies jackets sweatpants all that good stuff to get you right for the fall. So go ahead click that link down below if you're watching. If you're just listening, you can go to our Twitter and click the link in our bio. It'll take you right to the merch website. Go ahead cop some merch, support the boys. Also be sure to follow us on Picket at Posios Picks. You can see every single play we take and on Picket you can track all of your bets automatically, see what everyone in the community's taking. It really is just the best app if you are betting consistently. When you download it, if you have not yet used our program, promo code posios picks you get a three or if you're lucky hundred dollar bonus when you sign up but worst case you get three free bucks maybe a little beverage somewhere how could that be bad um but that's it that's all we've got check out the merch check out our picket like parker said first touchdown score streams every nfl primetime game they've been electric so far check those out that's all we've got good luck to everyone on your saturday bets parker thanks again brother and we will see you guys in the next one peace
1: Appreciate it. See y'all.